Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. Please visit our website at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com and discover how we help you win at the game of business and marketing so you thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. My name is Adam Homey. I am your host. And I do encourage you to visit the website so that you can experience a breadth and depth of topics relevant to business creators just like you. And be sure to subscribe to us through your favorite syndication network so when we release fresh content, it gets delivered right to your doorstep on the virtual web. Now, today, we are going to have sort of a philosophical conversation. We're going to have a lot of fun with this. And what we're going to be discussing are principles of billionaire wealth and success. So we have some time to cover a bunch of these. There are a number of different things that I'm going to go over with with my guest here, and let me introduce you to him right now. His name is Raphael Badziag. He's a Germany-based global entrepreneur, top TED speaker, best-selling author, and angel investor. He's a valued expert in psychology of entrepreneurship, specializing in self-made billionaires, and he been featured on NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox Networks, as well as USA Today, Wall Street Journal, and other national newspapers and TV networks in several countries. He is the author of The Billion Dollar Secret, which is also the URL of his website, www.thebilliondollarsecret.com, and I encourage you to check that out as well. So, Raphael, come on in. The weather's fine. Hi, uh, it's, um, it's a pleasure being there, and um, it's an honor. Thank you, Adam. Absolutely. So right now, Rafael, we probably have some of our listeners who are they're leaning in. They've got a separate browser tab open. They're binging the Yahoo out of the Googles, looking to discover more about this guy, Rafael Badziag, and they're going to that website, thebilliondollarsecret.com. So before we get into some of our discussion points for today, and we have a whole bunch of them. We'll see how many we can get through in the very brief period of time we have together. First of all, what I'd like to do is just take a step back with you. And, Rafael, if you could tell us a little bit about your journey and what's brought you to where you are today, serving business creators from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Okay, so generally I'm an entrepreneur myself. Uh, I created uh, the first uh, e-commerce company for sporting goods in the German-speaking market back in the 90s. So I was, you could say, pioneer in e-commerce in Europe. Um, and several, it was pretty successful company. It uh, became a multi-million dollar company. Uh, But several years into the business, I realized it's a constant struggle. It's an uphill battle. It's firefighting. And um, I realized there were competitors who started later, but they surpassed me in terms of revenue, in terms of um, success, profit, profitability. And... um, it looked from the side as if they were more successful and um, they grew faster, they attracted uh, more uh, capital. And um, I realized there is something missing in my personality as an entrepreneur. I, um, I realized we had the same business model. 
right? Everybody in our industry, it's in e-commerce, you have more or less the same uh, business model. Uh, and the only difference between us uh, was actually the personality of the entrepreneur. So I realized there is something missing, missing in my entrepreneurial personality. And I started to yeah. read all these books about uh, millionaire thinking, about success, about entrepreneurship, about business, going to uh, business conferences, to listening to uh, to different uh, maybe podcasts, maybe um, uh, videos. And um, I found myself in that conference uh, where I was jumping around with other participants and high-fiving each other and um, shouting to each other, you've got a millionaire mind. And right. uh, it somehow didn't resonate with me. I I didn't know what it was, but then I realized, of course, I've got a millionaire mind. I have built a multi-million dollar company, but it didn't feel successful at all. It, it's not what I understood as a success. It's just not the level I would expect uh, because you have to realize um, nowadays to be a millionaire in business, it's pretty average performance. It's You could say even mediocrity. Uh, let's take uh, the states, right? If we take 20 businesses, only two of them survive after, let's say, 10 years. And out of these two survivals, you have uh, one of them uh, becomes a multi-million dollar company. So uh, the owner of that business becomes yeah. a millionaire. So uh, is that uh, somehow a great business performance? If you live in, uh, in L.A., if you live in, uh, in New York, uh, a simple apartment uh, can cost you more than a million dollars. Right, so uh, you you wouldn't consider that great business performance. And then I realized actually, um, you know, I am trying to get uh, to possess um, uh, knowledge of millionaires, and uh, this is actually uh, not something that will somehow uh, bring me further because I was on that level already. And then I started to uh, uh, to just. Um, yeah, think uh, who are the best entrepreneurs in uh, in the world? Because if in order to compete with people in my industry, this knowledge that I was acquiring at that time, the millionaire knowledge, let, let's say, it was just not enough. In order to compete with them, I had to uh, to do something more to to acquire and apply a higher quality of knowledge, higher level of knowledge. And uh, if you, let's say you are in the, in the States and you want to, uh, to play in NBA, so uh, uh, learning to play from your local hero doesn't want to bring you there, right? In order to, to get there, you need uh, the, the best coach and you would like to, to learn maybe from somebody like Michael Jordan or at, at least some, somebody like a, a former NBA player or, some, or something. Right, so from the best, from the world best players, uh, if you want to uh, to perform on the on the highest level, you learn from the very best people um, you can get, because uh, the amount of um, of time, amount of uh, effort, and of your work will be the same, but the uh, result will be different. Right, so I started to uh, to ask myself, what are uh, the best entrepreneurs in the world. Who are they, right? 
And in business, we have just one objective measure of success, and this is net worth, right? You can define success differently in different ways of life, but in business, it's pretty simple. It's the net worth. So the value you have created in your business career. Uh, so the best entrepreneurs in the world are at the same time the wealthiest people in the world. So I realized I needed to learn to do business from billionaires in order to be able to compete against the best players in my industry. So that's how I uh, embarked on that, on that journey, uh, and I spent six years of my life traveling several times around the globe, like physically around the globe, uh, meeting um, and uh, interviewing self-made billionaires, so not millionaires, billionaires with capital B, and uh, researching their hearts, their souls, their minds in order to answer this question, what in their personalities made them so extremely successful in business, because they, these are the world champions in the, uh, in the industries. So that's the story of my, of my book, of, or, or let's say of my, the background of uh, what led uh, to this uh, project uh, that I embarked on. Right. And, you know, that, that's a great story, and I love how you had some of the discoveries you went along, and I saw a little bit of self-discovery in there as well, which is motivating for our listeners. So you have a number of points you like to make about billionaires, and some of these really stand out. So we're going to go through as many of these we can. Uh, there's some things I'm going to ask you to define for us and some things I'm going to have you list for us and explain, because really this is sort of like a brain dump on how to get into the mind of a billionaire and how to learn the principles of billionaire wealth and success. So uh, first of all, uh, we're going to look at a series of questions about how billionaires deal with things that other entrepreneurs deal with and the difference between the billionaires and those of us who are on our way to becoming billionaires. So let's start with how do billionaires handle risk? Okay. Uh, so, uh, first of all, I need to um, um, to stress that in, in my book, in my research, I define success on three different levels. So, you have right. the lowest level, uh, which is the level of, I call it, uh, drifters. So, people who generally are unsuccessful in business, it's, of course, everything in relation to business. So, uh, drifters, people who just don't know where they want to get and they don't know how to get there, uh, naturally. Uh, the second level is the what uh, I would say mainstream considers uh, success, or, or let's say um, um, average success. So these people all are what we call millionaires, right? And then we have the uh, the highest level of uh, of performance of success. These are the billionaires, and uh, what, it, uh, what I found out is that there are some things that uh, bring you, uh, that can make you successful, but then they stop you on some level, and they don't uh, let you um, achieve uh, success or uh, scale your business and achieve, uh, you know, the, uh, the win the game of business in your industry, so to say, and become uh, a billionaire. Right. Uh, 
Right. So um, now coming back uh, to uh, your question about um, um, about risk, um, we have here the difference between uh, millionaires and uh, and and billionaires, and we we have also the success on the or the lack of success on the lowest performance on the lowest level. So generally, the, uh, the drifters, they are afraid of taking risks. They don't take any risk, right? Then uh, the uh, millionaires, uh, they take risks, and they are aware that they need to take risks in order to, uh, to be successful. But, either, but they, uh, they can't handle the risk in the way that uh, billionaires can. So either they take risks with um, limited upside, or they bet their house and uh, then they they lose everything, right? Uh, so what uh, billionaires have um, um, optimized is uh, the risk strategies, and uh, what what they do is taking risks that they can uh, bear, that they can. Uh, so to say, afford, but on the on the other hand, um, um, risks that have unlimited upside. So let's say these are unsymmetric risks. They have a, a small downside or limited downside and unlimited upside. And these are the risks that uh, that billionaires uh, take, and they generally uh, take only these things. Uh, these risks and billionaires uh, never. I mean, there are different strategies, of course, depending on how far you are in uh, in your um, uh, in your company growth. Growth when you are in the beginnings, right? In, when you are in your twenties, in your thirties, maybe when you have just started and you have just you haven't built any value yet in your business, then you can of course risk everything in your business because there is nothing to lose. Right, but when you have uh, grown uh, a, a business and you have uh, built value, then you should never bet uh, the house. And uh, for example, Manny Stool, the World Entrepreneur of the Year 2016, he is an um, Australian uh, toy maker, and he told me, no matter how um, great it looks, and uh, no matter how um, uh, no-brainer it seems. I will never uh, bet my house. I will never uh, put, let's say, 20, 30 percent of my uh, net worth of, of, on any opportunity, right? Because uh, because it could ruin me, right? And uh, but on the other hand, uh, as I said, billionaires are really uh, proficient in finding opportunities with a limited risk um, and then um, maxing out the upside, I mean with, a, with an unlimited upside, right? And uh, one of the strategies that they employ is, uh, to, to, uh, is generally experimenting. So they uh, start several experiments that have the, this um, this quality of unlimited upside, and each of them they apparently can can afford to lose, and they are 
willing uh, to accept uh, that they can lose and uh, that um, maybe even majority of these experiments may, may fail. But if one of them, uh, of the experiments succeeds, then it, it can grow exponentially. It can go uh, generally limitless, right? So this is, um, uh, this is uh, one of the things. And I have also to say that, uh, um, that uh, I would call billionaires as risk masters because on one hand, they are uh, they aren't afraid to take risks and they are and they realize that um, without risk if there is no risk there is no opportunity and without taking risks uh, your success will be very limited so on one hand they realize they need to take risks and they they like to take risks on the other hand they um, they mastered the art of optimizing, um, uh, of risk control, so to say, of optimizing uh, the um, um, the uh, risk reward ratio, so to say, for for them. So, and you could you could say, you know, uh, the the best uh, the best um, strategy actually for risk taking is to set the rules of the game. So they try what billionaires try to do, of course, is to play the games that they can set the, the rules for, right? And this, of course, mitigates a lot of risks, right? You, uh, you, if you play uh, the game of other people or uh, where other people decide about the rules, then um, your, um, your chances of winning that game uh, are pretty small or are limited, so to say, right? So this is uh, more or less the answer to your question. Okay, great. Yeah, and that's a, and that's a pretty detailed share. So let's go uh, get a little bit more specific uh, and share with us, you have some billionaire strategies that, you know, you know, transitioning from handling risk, help billionaires develop courage and not worry so much. Mm -hmm. So tell us a bit about that. Okay. Um, uh, so uh, generally, uh, you, you, you need to realize that um, in order to achieve something, you need to uh, – to risk or to venture something, right? So, um, and many people just have, or most people uh, uh, just have, um, are afraid of taking risks, right? But uh, billionaires have uh, developed some strategies about that. Some of them I, uh, I told you, and they, um, and I, Distilled some of uh, of the uh, uh, strategies into let's say six uh, uh, six uh, points uh, how that help you not to I mean that help you build up the courage and uh, not worry about the the outcome. So one of uh, first of uh, of them is uh, you need to accept that you may fail. Right, 
Um, and actually, you have to realize that you must, even you must fail and fail many times uh, before uh, you become a success. These, you know, stories about overnight success, they are nice uh, fairy tales, but in reality, every of my, um, uh, of my billionaires uh, has failed many times on the, uh, on the way to what they have achieved. And, uh, um, and this is this, what I, uh, what I uh, told you before, they set up many experiments and uh, most of these experiments fail, but uh, those uh, which survive, they become uh, very successful. And uh, so they accept uh, that uh, you may fail. And uh, this is the art of, you know, of actually achieving something, to do something with uh, the knowledge that it may not work, uh, work out. So this is uh, um, um, one of the, one of the uh, strategies. Uh, another strategy is to realize uh, that generally we are a tiny, unimportant speck of dust uh, and, uh, you know, in the endlessness of the universe and uh, our life is uh, very limited. So there is nothing to worry about because uh, whatever you, you would do or you could do in your life, it is uh, just completely unimportant in the, uh, in the vast, uh, endlessness of the universe, right? So, um, Chotak Wong, uh, the World Entrepreneur of the Year 2009, so the best entrepreneur in the in the world 2009, a Chinese uh, auto glass manufacturer, uh, told me that um, uh, that each individual has a very limited power. No matter no matter how hard you work, so compared to the world and compared to the history, a person is very, very small. So there is nothing to worry about. If you have this uh, perspective, then most of the, of the things in your life uh, look small and uh, easy to do, so, uh, so to say. Uh, then the next strategy is to realize that um, uh, what you consider risk is actually your ignorance. So the fear that you have um, uh, in face of the risk is actually the, the fear of the unknown. It means you don't know what will happen, and that's why, uh, why, why you're afraid of that, and that's why you call it risk, right? But with experience, with experience you will get uh, rid of most of it. Right? So the more you know about the situation, the more experience you get, the more you learn about that, the less risky it, it becomes. And of course, it reduces your fear also uh, to, um, uh, to take the step, right? And um, Naveen Jain, by, uh, by the way, an American uh, billionaire, that, uh, self-made billionaire that I have interviewed, uh, Naveen Jain has created Infospace. This was one of the giants of the dot-com era, and since then, uh, maybe you know um, um, Singularity University. He is one of the 
uh, of the founders of Singularity University, he told me, uh, he told me, risk is in your mind. It comes from ignorance, and risk is the fear of the unknown. So this is uh, what uh, what I learned from Navin Jain. And the next uh, strategy would be um, that uh, the more risks you take, the better you can handle it. Um, so with uh, it's not only experience in your industry, and it's not uh, about uh, not only experience or knowledge about what you do, but it is also uh, experience from uh, the risk taking itself, right? Um, um, and right. uh, so let, let's come to maybe to the next to the next strategy. It would be. Um, if you see, billionaires see life as an adventure and a challenge, and they see risk as fun, actually. And it comes together with how billionaires look at business, and they look at, at business as a, as a game. And this is what, I, uh, what Mark Cuban told me, actually, also an American uh, billionaire that you surely know, he told me that this is actually the most exciting game that was ever created, right? Because you play 24/7, and um, it is global. It is it is played without uh, uh, any breaks, and you can even uh, get knocked out uh, while you are asleep, right? So this is the most yeah. exciting game that you can that you can play. And um, if you regard business as, a, as this game and then taking risk as fun, uh, a lot uh, becomes easier. And let's come to the, uh, to the last strategy. Uh, and this is uh, just, um, it means just to have a safety net. And um, safety net in uh, the case of billionaires means usually a pretty um, – traditional family that, uh, you know, uh, hold the, the bags, and uh, uh, this is one of the, of the possibilities. The other possibility is, uh, surprisingly, many of the billionaires, they have, uh, they have learned quite simple trades so that uh, if they, you know, if they go bankrupt, maybe if they... Uh, if they fail in business, they can always switch back and uh, scale down to a regular job, and they will still survive. So, with that in mind, if you know, you know, whatever happens, my family stays with me, and you know, I have a, a loving, supporting partner. I have loving kids, and uh, so my close uh, people close to me uh, are, are still there. They will support me. They will stay with me. And uh, worst case, I can go and work for somebody and uh, will still survive. Uh, this makes um, risking much easier. You can, uh, you know, you can venture some risky stuff and uh, just play, enjoy playing the game of business, right? So, right. These are the the six strategies that um, yeah that I wanted to tell you about. Right, right. That's that's fantastic. So um, now we've dealt with risk. We've dealt with courage. Now let's deal with efficiency. 
you've identified some efficiency strategies that help billionaires. And the reason I bring this up is because you hear the whole, whole thing about, well, yeah, that billionaire has the same 24 hours in a day as everybody else. How do they get so much more done? And it's one of those tropes, basically. So having actually spoken with billionaires and having put so much time into studying this, what have you found that billionaires do to increase their efficiency? Yeah, so uh, again, I have identified several of, uh, of days. I will tell you maybe five, maybe six. Uh, okay. First of, uh, first of all, uh, and this may sound simple, and this is pretty basic, it's, it's of course to set goals, right? And um, um, But they are pretty sophisticated in uh, doing that. So you need to have uh, uh, goals written down. And I um, have researched, you know, some of the billionaires, they have uh, really long lists and review them like daily, weekly, monthly. And they have, um, uh, you know, plans, uh, also yearly plans, monthly plans, and, uh, and daily plans. Um, but um, what, um, what is important is to generally uh, have, uh, have goals, right? Ron Sim told me uh, if, you, uh, if, if you don't have goals, you are a lost man. And this uh, refers back to what I told you in the beginning, that, uh, you know, the people on the lowest level of success, so, so to say unsuccessful people in business, that's why I call them drifters, because they don't have goals, and they don't, of course, if you don't have goals, you don't know how to get there, right? That you can't get there, right? And uh, uh, some of the billionaires, they have, um, like, um, all of them actually uh, write, with, uh, write down with, uh, with the goals, of course, the date by when it should be reached, and some of them add, like Chip Wilson, for example, he adds also, he, call, he calls it um, um, conditions of satisfaction. So uh, he generally defines what exactly should happen or um, in order to consider this goal as fulfilled, as reached, right? So he is very uh, specific and extremely precise about his goals. So uh, this is one of the things. The, the other thing is also sounds basic to plan regularly. So um, billionaires usually plan daily, and uh, they do it in the day timer, in a calendar. Um, um, for, and this is also important that that um, to. Uh, to distinguish between dreams and between and plans, right? Of course, you have dreams, and uh, you need to have to have big, outrageous dreams in order uh, to become so extremely successful in business as billionaires do. But um, the other thing is to have uh, to have plans, uh, and not only related uh, to your companies, but actually in every aspect of. of of life, uh, of life, and then to, uh, to so to say, uh, divide up uh, the, the goals into into steps, in, into plans. So this this sounds uh, at, at first, 
let's say, uh, basic. Let's come to, to, the third, uh, to, the, uh, to the third strategy, and this is prioritization. And this is interesting right. because most people, uh, they don't have, um, I would say, a specific prioritization strategy. They don't, uh, like, you know, average people or, let's say, averagely successful people, um, they, uh, they don't realize what strategy uh, prioritization strategy they follow, and they are pretty um, inconsistent in follow uh, in following it, and that, that's why they are inconsistent, right? Because they 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 strategy generally depends on on the moods. But uh, what billionaires uh, do, they have um, a defined uh, prioritization strategy. They are aware of the prioritization strategy. And they and uh, I have this like identified four prioritization strategies that they apply, and each of them uh, applies a different strategy, but that they are consistent in applying them. So one of the prioritization strategies is uh, to do most important stuff first, right? Uh, another strategy is uh, to do the most difficult stuff first, and this is, for example, like Peter Hargreaves. Uh, from UK, who created Hargreaves Lansdowne, the largest uh, um, investment retail retail industry in, in the UK, um, who, sa uh, who said to me um, that um, he every morning he asks himself two questions: Who do you least want to speak to, and what does what task do you least want to do, and Invariably, uh, those two uh, things are uh, the top priorities for the day, and these are the top two things, or the first two things that he that he does every day. So, um, and uh, so generally, uh, in that strategy, you do the first uh, things. Um, uh, the, the first things you do are the things you you don't like to do, right? Then we right. come to the next prioritization strategy, and these are the most urgent uh, stuff first. And uh, this is uh, also inter interesting because um, I was surprised that, you know, you can imagine that uh, billionaires are very um, busy people. I mean, if you have, like, let's say, Mohat Altrat, uh, the world entrepreneur of the year 2015, he is the world leader in uh, scaffolding industry. He has, he owns 200 companies in scaffolding, right? And you could imagine he is really busy, but following like this strategy and um, uh, consistently. He is able to respond to every email in half an hour. I'm really surprised, but every time I write him an email, he answers in half an hour. It looks like he doesn't have much to do, but uh, it can't be, right? So, um, uh, so these are the you know the, the payoffs when you follow your strategy very uh, strictly. And the, uh, the last strategy that I have identified uh, is higher potential first. So um, this is, for example, the strategy that Tony Tan Kek Tiong uh, employs, and he is the World Entrepreneur of the Year 2004. Um, the uh, owner or the founder of 
um, Jollibee Foods. That's the uh, largest food um, restaurant um, um, company in uh, in Asia. Four and a half thousand restaurants, twelve uh, brands, and um, and uh, he told me that uh, the, you know the uh, the decisive criteria is. Uh, for for what he what he does next is of course the potential of the of the thing. So he he wants to spend uh, first the time with uh, with the tasks with the highest potential. So uh, so th- this was the third um, the third strategy to have a specific prioritization strategy that you follow consistently. Then uh, the four uh, apparently is. Um, is focus, right? And this is also pretty uh, basic uh, when you hear that, but what billionaires do in most of these cases, uh, they, uh, you know, they uh, they drive it uh, to uh, extreme, right? So, um, uh, for example, um, Uh, so, uh, for example, uh, Michał Sołowow, uh, the wealthiest person in, uh, in in Poland right now, he told me, you know, ex- uh, it's not only important to uh, to decide what you need to do, but even more important it is to decide uh, uh, on which things you don't do, right? Uh, because um, mm, uh, Often the ability to say no to something uh, that looks attractive is difficult, and but on the other hand, doing everything is impossible, and uh, and it causes distraction, right? So, um, and this distraction means, of course, lack of the concentration, and at the end, um, um, it uh, it leads to to lack of results. So, in order to be focused. You need to decide on the things that you won't do or that you will not do, and you need to be able to, to say no to many things, right? And billionaires are really proficient in saying no to most of the things, right? right. And this has something also, of course, uh, then you, um, uh, you employ tools like delegation and so on and so on, but this is uh, more detail. So the fifth strategy that they employ is um, – uh, to leverage uh, the time and uh, energy, right? And uh, you need to realize that your time and uh, your energy uh, is, the, is limited every day, right? I mean, this is um, uh, you can't scale uh, the work or the the amount of of things you um, you can do when you employ only your time and energy, right? So um, uh, what, uh, what billionaires do is they, as I, as I said, one of the tools is to delegate uh, and, the other, um, um, and the other thing is to, to realize that um, um, uh, to, as Jack Cohen says, to get out of the personal exertion uh, business. Meaning, if you are 
if you um, if you structure your business in a way that you are generally paid per hour, then you put a limit on what you can achieve, right? So you have to structure uh, your business in, in, a, in a in a way that um, uh, that there is. Uh, uh, that your time doesn't get consumed in that business, so to say, that uh, you don't get, um, um, you are you are not wor- working per hour. And uh, I can give you here maybe a, an anecdote that Livio Porizotto, a billionaire, a Brazilian billionaire uh, that I included in in the book, told me. Uh, he was once asked because he is also a doctor of medicine. He was, uh, you know, studying for uh, medicine and he graduated and he is a doctor of medicine, but then he became extremely successful in business, a billionaire. And uh, once a friend, also a doctor of medicine, a physician, asked him, how is it possible to become uh, a billionaire as a doctor, right? And the answer was, first, Stop working a doctor, right? So this is how you, uh, how you, uh, the strategy you employ there. And uh, the next strategy is, and uh, and this is certainly uh, interesting, it's to measure everything you do. And um, uh, because the thing you measure, only then you can improve on that when you know the exact uh, numbers uh, that you have, right? And uh, and some of the billionaires, they are extremely, um, they are pretty extreme in uh, in measuring what uh, what they what they do. Apparently, it's uh, it's very useful in cost cutting in uh, production business. And for example, uh, Frank Havenfrat, uh when I ask him, uh, this measure everything uh, you do is actually his motto. And Frank Havenfrat is founder of Linamore. And Canadian uh, billionaire and Linamar is uh, one of the most uh, profit, profitable and most efficient um, auto parts manufacturers in the world. And um, um, it, uh, so he, he got into this habit of uh, measuring his yield because he was a professional um, or like competitive rower. And um, he realized that, uh, you know, if you want to win uh, the race, you have to, to, watch, uh, to watch the watch, right? I mean, to, to, to watch your time and uh, then to optimize your performance in that time. And uh, he told me that he literally measures everything in his life, not only in his business. So he even measures how many strokes he needs when shaving. And I couldn't believe that, so I asked him, how many strokes do you need? And he said, well, earlier I needed 82 strokes, and today uh, I need 83, 84 sometimes, because I got more wrinkles in my in my face. So, <laughs> uh, so this is, uh, you have to also realize that, you know, when you are, uh, when you are a billionaire, you have to be extreme, and uh, so, uh, some of the uh, or most of the billionaires, they have the like audities, uh, uh, tweaks, and, and so on. And one of them is like you know going to extreme with measuring everything. 
Okay, so that's generally the six strategies that I have identified in that in that area. All right. So uh, for most of our conversation here, and we are um, already a good 45 minutes in, time is really flying here, we've been discussing billionaires. Why not millionaires? Why not millionaires? Yeah, because millionaires, as I said, uh, this is uh, what, uh, what I consider when you, when you look at that from uh, today's uh, perspective, uh, being a millionaire is not what it used to be. Uh, it's just an average performance in business, right? And um, um, if I want to compete with the guys in my industry, I need to learn from much better people than uh, the millionaires. I need to uh, to um, uh, to learn from uh, much better people that I am in business, right, in the business game. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it depends on, and this is uh, what, I, what I write in the book, it depends on, um, um, on your motivation, right? If your motivation is to be, let's say, comfortable in life, uh, then being a millionaire may be, uh, maybe sufficient, right? You you just have another right. uh, another uh, different goals in life, right? But uh, if you have the motivation or if you have the ambition to be good at what you do, to be good in, in, in business, right? If you spend your life in uh, in business or you enjoy business, you enjoy playing that game, if you want to be good at that, then uh, you want to you know maximize your uh, your score, so to say, and money is actually um, this is what uh, billionaires they don't actually they don't do it for the money itself because you now at some level you at let's say twenty five million dollar more or less you have pretty much uh, mixed out your personal life. I mean you can't get much more luxury in your personal life or on let's say. Um, Every million or every ten million you add to your to your net worth is just um, in no relation to the effort you need to put in in order to get it. So um, uh, people who are motivated by personal luxury, by let's say uh, comfort, like personal comfort, comfortable life, they tend to um, uh, get dismotivated on that level, or the, on the level of 20, more or less, uh, nowadays maybe 25 million, uh, because the effort they would need uh, to put in to grow uh, their businesses further is just doesn't pay off in their private lives. It's just not visible in their private lives. And uh, so that's why, um, uh, and these people, uh, this is a typical, let's say, mo uh, millionaire motivation, and this is, uh, there is nothing wrong about that. But, uh, you know, uh, on, on the other hand, they, you are unable then to scale your business because you are just dismotivated and you don't see, uh, you have the, maybe the uh, attitude, why should I uh, work uh, that hard? Uh, much longer I can live on that money for the rest of my life. Uh, so uh, you just stay on that level. Or maybe even your business suffers when you realize, you know, there is nothing, uh, I mean, it's, it's not that exciting anymore, right? I mean, I have achieved what I, what I wanted and, uh, and that's it. 
but billionaires, they have different motivations. And, uh, and only if you have these motivations, then you are able uh, to scale your business to, uh, to much higher levels. And uh, one of the motiv- motivations I have um, mentioned before, this is the joy of playing the game of business, right? The other motivation is uh, competition, you know, to the world to win, so to say, right? And this is all of these of the billionaires uh, I have interviewed. They are extremely competitive to the point that uh, here I may say, tell you another anecdote. Um, Many stool I have mentioned before, uh, the world entrepreneur of the year 2016, so the, so to say the best entrepreneur in the year 2016. He, uh, when I interviewed uh, some of the billionaires at at my book launch, uh, like one after another, and uh, the last one was uh, Manny Stool. So at the end he wanted, uh, he asked me, you know, to state that he won the competition. So he was the best uh, interviewee, so to say. So he performed the best among other billionaires. So even, you know, uh, like playing that game, even competing, even when uh, being interviewed. So this is uh, this is how extreme they are in, 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 in the game. Uh, this is somehow uh, sometimes funny, uh, but it is how... Uh, what you need uh, to to have uh, this um, you know this edge in order uh, to prevail against uh, you know endless or constant competition as i as i said you know the game of business is played 24/7 even when you sleep and uh, so th- uh, this was another um motivation then there is of course the uh, the motivation and you have to also to understand that the motivations they they change uh, throughout la- uh, life, and you can start with the motivation to become, let's say, uh, wealthy or to be uh, to become um, to live a luxurious life, but then this motivation uh, changes uh, or can change. Uh, so an- another motivation is of course. Um, a motivation to build something, to create something, right? All these billionaires uh, that I have interviewed, and I am, you know, uh, the, the book I, I have written is only about self-made billionaires. All the uh, all the people in my book are self-made, so they started from zero and they brought it to, to billions of dollars. And all of them, they have created companies, at least. One, some of them, they have created 10, 20, 80 companies. And uh, so they in, enjoy this act of, of creation, of building something, of yeah. uh, uh, bringing something to life. Then there is also the uh, motivation of social impact, right, of changing the society, of uh, uh, of um, leaving something sustainable, that will, uh, you know, that will work in that society for many, many years. Uh, then there is a motivation, and this is a very strong motivation, and uh, some of the billionaires, they bring it from the childhood, a motivation of hunger, and uh, uh, like a physical hunger that they have uh, experienced in uh, in life or in, in the childhood, and they just 
want to make sure that they will never hunger again. And of course, this develops then in, in a motivation of um, making sure other people don't uh, don't hunger or other people around them or in, in the company or in the society that they create the company. So they, these are the, the typical billionaire motivations, right? That uh, right. that make you uh, relentless. That uh, don't make you stop on some level, uh, and uh, generally make you perform endlessly until until you drop, right? <laughs> until you drop dead, generally. Great, great. Well, we're actually uh, pretty much near the top of the hour here, and you've shared so many great insights. I encourage everybody listening to go back and subscribe to Business Creators Radio Show so you can download our excellent interview with Raphael Badziag on the principles of billionaire wealth and success. This man is an absolute treasure trove. He has given you so many incredible starting points for moving toward having the mindset, the actions, and the plan to enjoy the billionaire lifestyle. So before we go here, I wanted to give you just a moment, Raphael, and uh, tell us a little bit, uh, anybody who's listening right now and wants to discover more about you and how you serve business creators, what's the next step for them? Okay, so uh, go to my website, The Billions Are a Secret. Uh, you can get a free chapter on my book there. Uh, you can get, of course, my book on any platform, on Amazon, on Barnes & Nobles, in, uh, in your local bookstore. It's called The Billion Dollar Secret, 20 Principles of Billionaire Wealth and Success. And I have also a lot of free material on my YouTube channel with the same name, The Billion Dollar Secret. So uh, go there and check it out, and uh, I will be happy you know, to give some tools uh, to, um, uh, to your listeners. And uh, I publish... Uh, every week, sometimes twice a week, uh, uh, video, and there is a lot of uh, much more, uh, much more stuff in my in my book, of course. Great, absolutely, and again, I'll encourage everybody. That website is www.thebillionaires. Excuse me, excuse me, thebilliondollarsecret.com. Want to make sure I get that right, so you can get there. It's thebilliondollarsecret.com. So, Rafael Badziak, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor, and believe me, an education. Thank you, Adam. It was an honor and a pleasure uh, talking to you and giving some value to your, uh, to your listeners, to your, to your audience. Thank you. Oh, we've certainly, we've certainly accomplished that today, my friend. Thank you. All right. For everybody listening, this is Adam Homey, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Please be sure to check out our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com, where we help you win at the game of business and marketing so you thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Until next time, have a great day. Take care. <laughs>